0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuttey with Nissan on News Talk. The U.S. midterm elections take place tomorrow, and as expected, the incumbent Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump have both been out rallying support to their party's causes. Take a listen. And you look at all the polling data. If y'all show up and vote, democracy sustained. Not a joke. It matters. It's in your hands.
1: If you want to stop. The destruction of our country and save the American dream. You don't hear too much about the American dream over the last two years. Then this Tuesday, you must go out and vote Republican in this giant
0: red wave. Well, interestingly, in about the last 90 minutes or so, Elon Musk, we were talking about him before the break. Uh, The new owner of Twitter suggests that people should do exactly that and vote Republican. One person who I'm sure wholeheartedly agrees with that sentiment, Sean Spicer, Donald Trump's former press secretary. Sean, pleasure as always. And thanks a million for taking the time to chat to us. What is at stake in this election, in your view?
1: Well, I mean, I, everything's at stake. I mean, it depends on which perspective that you come in from, Ronan. It's great to be with you again. Um, I mean, look, I'm I'm a proud Republican and a conservative, so it, it's an end to the Biden agenda. I mean, if Republicans take over one House, not just both, uh, then it, it, you pretty much are going to put an end to the Biden legislative agenda. That's number one. Number two is I think it it gets the Republican agenda uh, back into uh, to the bloodstream. That means uh, doing things that will help our economy. It means putting immigration um, back into a, a uh, or stopping illegal immigration back for into the forefront of, of issues. Um, so much of this far left progressive agenda that the Biden administration has championed will come to an end. And I think for those of us, there's two components to this: stopping that, and then and then getting um, the the ship turned, if you will, and getting back into issues that I think are important. And, and look. Every single poll in America is is saying, that crime and the economy are the two top issues. And and they're two issues that this administration and the the Democratic Party in America is just not addressing.
0: It's interesting. I'm going to ask you to to do something that might be an awkward fit for you, but to imagine you're giving advice (laughs) to the Democratic Party uh, for a change, communications advice, because there has been a focus on this, that they've got the message all wrong, that they're out there talking about democracy and threats to democracy when their opponents are out there talking about the cost of living and the economy. What should Democrats be talking about?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, here's what I would do. the, The thing that they're not doing is acknowledging the problem, right? So in other words, if they just said, look, I get things aren't going well, but here's what I'm going to do to fix it, right? That's the thing you need to acknowledge that people around in the country are are facing difficult times and then talk about what you're gonna do to solve them. That might sound simple, but it's not what's happening. In fact, it's quite the opposite. The president of the United States is going out and telling people that Republicans are lying and that, that the economy is just fine. And so if you're an average American and you walk into a grocery store and you look at a box of crackers or a piece of fruit and you go, oh my gosh, You know, th- it's costing a dollar for a lemon or $5.50 for a box of crackers, you're seeing it with your own eyes. You're making choices about what to buy. I mean, I think a, a carton of eggs in a country is up like 40%. So for an average American, they're seeing it and living it every day in terms of the impact on their budget, on their family's budget, right? So when the president is telling them, that it's not a problem. The economy is really strong, and in fact, the top issue is democracy. I think if you're if you're a, a voter, you go, "Wow, they just don't get it." I'll give these other guys a try, and that's the problem. And again, I I feel comfortable saying that right now because there's only twenty. There's less than twenty four hours left. There's not mm. much they can do. <laughs> but they've completely they, they've they've sort of again. I think if you think about. Any, you know, I always tell people when I'm I'm speaking to groups that politics is just marketing at its at its core. You're selling a product. Um, in this case, it's either a candidate or a policy, and you can't look at your potential customers and tell them that they're idiots. And frankly, that's what the Democratic Party in this country has done to voters.
0: But uh, do you feel though, personally? Any disquiet at the rhetoric from some of the Republican candidates? Because you and I have spoken before about, say, the, the 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 most recent presidential election, and you are of the view that there is no evidence for you know voter fraud, uh, and you've said that elsewhere as well. Yet a lot of the people running, uh, you know, are are kind of stop the steal candidates.
1: Well, look, I d- d- look if if you're if you look at what happened last cycle in terms of Pennsylvania or Wisconsin. Uh, Nevada, where local officials without any legal authority changed rules um, and they extended voting time periods or in the case of Pennsylvania, allowed people to vote in defiance of their own state constitution um, and and take ballots that didn't have proper signatures whatever. That's a valid concern to have, to say, wait a second, you didn't follow the rules. Um, I, I think people should have integrity in the system. So if you're campaigning saying we need to have more integrity mm. and um, transparency that's a that's a smart thing i think that people should all agree on that i mean look every voter republican democrat conservative liberal should feel confident in the outcome of an election oh yeah i get that but but, come on
0: sean you 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 think that biden was the legitimate winner you've said that and you've got some of your republican colleagues who say absolutely not he's not donald trump should be president
1: right but that's but what i'm i'm answering your question i i guess i'm well or I, then I misinterpreted your question. What I'm getting at is I think there's a difference between going out and, and first of all, I don't think to, to the question you asked a moment ago, I, I, I think that for, for a lot of folks in the, in the media, they wanna follow the Democrats' lead and make this about issues that aren't frankly at the forefront of the American public. And it's the same thing with this January 6th commission, that the, the media wants something to be an issue that's not forefront at the Ameri- on, on the minds of most Americans. I, I get it, it's just not what people are talking about. Uh, if people no, no, want I get that. And in, in fairness, and in fairness I, I – Hold on,
0: hold on. Yeah, go on.
1: I, I was just going to say, if people want to campaign on election integrity and say this is what they want to do to strengthen the the uh, the voting system, that's great. I, I personally think that, frankly, um, campaigning on the past isn't a smart – I mean that, that just doesn't make sense on any issue because voters want to know about what you're going to do in the future. So running around talking about what happened you know, two years ago – just from a political standpoint, just doesn't make a ton of sense.
0: No, no, and listen, I, I, I would accept that reality, and I would think it is the economy stupid to uh, parrot uh, or to echo a, a phrase from the past. But at the same time, again, uh, I put it to you, you: you must personally feel a little uncomfortable when you hear some of the Republican candidates suggesting that the election was stolen from Donald Trump, because you don't think that.
1: But, but but I guess you're you're trying to like why do I do I feel uncomfortable? Do I think it's the smartest political tactic? No. I mean, look, I'm a, I'm a. But they subscribe to a conspiracy
0: theory. But,
1: but so did. But see, here's the point. (laughs) So does Donald Trump? Is that what you were about to say? Hold on, no, 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 no. No, What I was about to say (laughs) is, you've got people on the left and the right that believe in crazy stuff on on a variety and a myriad of issues, right? But. There's an obsession with folks in the media to focus entirely on, on people on the right that believes in things. There's a bunch of people on the left that believe in a ton of nutty stuff. And yet you guys never ask them about their crazies in their party. So the, being nuts is not um, uh, there's no monopoly on, on one party having nutty people
0: in their party. Listen, how do you think it's going to go so tomorrow? Scores on the doors, oh, as gonna, they I say. Look-
1: Scores in the door. I think from the Senate standpoint, I think Republicans pick up a minimum of 52 seats. Um, Tomorrow night might be a little muddy because Pennsylvania is going to take a while to call. I think Georgia is likely to go to a runoff. Um, I think you could see Republicans pick up as many as 54 seats. Theoretically, it could go higher. I'm not as bullish on Colorado and Washington as some Republicans are. I think there's a possibility, but I do think that Republicans pick up a minimum of 52, potentially 54. I don't go much higher than that. I just I have a hard time seeing the data that shows it on the house side it's a minimum of 230 i think you can get to 240 and beyond that you know it maybe but again uh, we'll have a couple probably go into a runoff Hmm. but um one of the things that i would caution everybody in the media is republicans picked up 13 seats last time they're already at if they get to two say say they pick up you know 20-ish seats and get to 235 historically speaking that's one of their largest majorities and and so people are saying, well, how many, you know, if they pick up 20, that's not a huge number. It is because you can only get so big of a majority, right? Yeah. So if you look at the, the in 1994, they had 230 seats. That was one of the largest majorities in, and that was, you know, the big wave in 2004. So they've already picked up 13 seats last cycle when, Trump, you know, in, in that seat that, that election that Trump didn't win. So if if, if they've already got 13 last time, they pick up 20 this time, they get to 235. That matches the, the 1994 104th Congress. But I think too many people in the media are saying, well, it, the first, you know Trump lost 40 seats, his first midterm. Um, and in 19, uh, Obama lost you know, 50 seats in his term. Um, it, it, if you compare it that way, you're, you're vastly missing the, what you really need to be looking at, which is the size of a majority okay. for either party. Um And, and that's because if you get if, if they like anyway, that's my point in this is that I think too many folks are worried about how many total seats they pick up tomorrow night um, as opposed to uh, what the size of the majority yeah. they end up with.
0: Well, listen, soon it will be all over bar the counting. Sean, pleasure as always. And uh, we will talk to you again soon. I hope Sean Spicer, uh, former press secretary to Donald Trump. And you can see him on Newsmax at the moment.